BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. MRN Crew Call is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to MRN Crew Call, the show that takes you behind the scenes in the world of NASCAR racing. This weekend, we head to the Michigan International Speedway for a doubleheader on the cup side. More races are on tap, of course, in the other divisions, but on the cup side, this is the second try at a doubleheader weekend after doing it at Pocono. So to help us understand what we're going to be seeing and looking at, we thought, bring on a Michigan guy. That would be Jeff Striegel, one of our co-anchors with Alex Hayden for the Motor Racing Network. So Jeff Striegel will join us next. We'll talk Michigan and the dash toward the playoffs as we go down the stretch run. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, Mm. yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Jeff Striegel joins us now, one of the co-anchors for the Motor Racing Network and a home game, actually more than one home game coming up for you this weekend, Jeff, the Michigan doubleheader for the cup race. We've seen this once before in Pocono. How do you think it's going to play out at Michigan? It's going to be something to uh, at least experience from a standpoint of, well, we did this once before. Well, and I'm looking forward to doing it again, Woody. Good to be with you. Um, it's not what we wanted, right? We wanted to be there in June. We wanted to come back in August, and we wanted the fans there and all of that celebration, but that's not going to be how it's going to play out. But what will play out, as you know, another huge weekend of ARCA and trucks, Xfinity, and all of that will be capped off with a big Cup Series doubleheader. I'm looking forward to it. When you worked the Pocono event, what things jumped out at you with such a quick turnaround for the Cup guys? Because there were some some parts and pieces that weren't as we've seen before. Uh, their ability to do it. Um, I think we all wanted to see how that was going to work. 
the wear and tear on a drivetrain, the wear and tear on the engines, the crews, the drivers, the cars. Um, and we only saw a couple of cars go, or a couple of teams go to a backup car. Everybody else was prepared. And, you know, we, we did see a bit of a, um, we saw this same thing play out the day before that played out in race number two. Uh, I think it was a Denny Hamlin and, and Kevin Harvick show, but you know what? We've seen Hasn't it. the whole year been that way? <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how it plays out at Michigan. Completely different track than obviously what we had at Pocono with their flat three-turn racetrack compared to the high speeds and the high banks at Michigan. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll tell you, Woody, and you and I have talked about this off air, the lack of fans. I think that that is my biggest disappointment because the show that we're going to see at Michigan should be spectacular. The only thing we'll be missing will be the fans there to join us, but hopefully that will change soon. I'm glad you mentioned that. And it's, it's interesting in that NASCAR is having to play by different rules, depending on what state they're in and what they can negotiate with the, the, the local and state and even County governmental units in those particular places. But I don't know about you now, since all this has started and I watch a movie even that was done years ago and you see people all over each other and you're like, no, 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 don't do that. It's the same way. You know, it was great to see all the fans back at the all-star race, but when they all crowded down at the fence, I'm like, come on, don't do that. Don't do that. Because NASCAR has done such a great job of being able to get back going again. Look at the issues the other sports have had trying to get back and not as able to do it as successfully as NASCAR. And I keep thinking every little thing I can nitpick, I'm like, don't do this, don't do that. Let's get to the end of the season. I get it. I want to have fans there too, but we've got to finish the season and get it done in the right way. Well, and we all, I think we, I hope we all can embrace what NASCAR has done to keep us all safe. We, we've talked about this a lot. The um, very well scripted, this is what the drivers can do. This is what the drivers can't do. This is what the teams can do. This is what the teams can't do. All the way up to what you and I do on race day, where we go, how we get there, where we stay, what we do. And some people might look at that and roll their eyes and think, well, geez, you know, that, how, that can't be much fun. Well, if it means that we get to race week in and week out without interruption, I'm going to do whatever they ask. It's better than sitting at home, right? I mean, there's that. Yeah, I, I applaud them for their effort. I knock on wood that we all continue to stay safe. So like you said just a moment ago, we can get through the 2020 season. And lo and behold, it, it, it's really quite hard to believe we are there. We're at the halfway yeah. point of the season here already, and we're making good progress. We're in the stretch run for the playoffs for sure. I, I mentioned uh, to my wife, when I went to Texas right when they were in the middle of the spike to do the truck race. And I got back and my wife was asking me how it went. And I said, well, you know, once I was at the track, I felt safe. Everything was very orderly and organized. When I didn't feel as safe is the mosh pit of people at the airport and everybody jammed shoulder to shoulder into an airplane to get there. That made me cringe worse than anything I saw at the track. I think, you know, that's why other sports are looking at what NASCAR is doing and kind of taking their notes from them. I mean, you have the NBA teams in a bubble. You've already had an MLB team uh, have to suspend at least part of their season. So it's not as easy as it sounds. So uh, while NASCAR gets some criticism and sometimes deservedly so, I think they've done about as well as you could hope for with this particular uh, scenario. I liked what they did at Bristol 
when they sold their tickets, the actual customer was not aware at that moment as to exactly what seat they were going to be sitting in. And as they arrived at the track, they were getting a text prompt that says, okay, you and I, Woody, we bought a pair of tickets. We were going there just to hang out. When we got there, it said the two of us go to section H, row 33, and you'll find your seats there. When we got there, we found ourselves distance from other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I applaud what they're doing. And Bristol also had uh, a number of coaches, collegiate coaches, that were showing up simply to see firsthand what NASCAR is doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it, and how they can take and emulate what NASCAR is doing back at whatever college or university or pro team they happen to be with. All right, that's enough about that stuff. Let's talk about what we both want to get to, the actual racing. We're, we're yeah. in the, the stretch run toward the playoffs now. As we mentioned, it's been the Hamlin and Harvick show to this point of the season. They've been winning just everything in sight practically. But there are some other guys who I think are right there as well. Brad Kozlowski comes to mind, a Michigan guy who's looking for a win in his home state. And then there are some other guys right around that bubble area within, you know, 10, 15, 20 points of each other who are likely going to swap positions all the way down to the first race of the playoffs. Yeah, let's start with Brad. He has said from day one, winning at Michigan, which he's never done before, would be the biggest win of his career. He's come close. He's failed every time. Uh, I look for Brad to do – he's got two races back-to-back. Woody, he is going to do anything and everything in his power to finally get that win. Uh, He grew up in Rochester, Michigan, which is maybe an hour north of the racetrack, maybe not quite that far. So that that is definitely home track for Brad. Eric Jones from Byron, Michigan, looking to win for Joe Gibbs Racing. One of the bubble guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He needs to win. Yeah. You know, and, and what, here's what's crazy. Look at the, the couple of winners of late that were well on the outside of the bubble. They were not going mm-hmm. to make a, uh, a championship run without a victory, and they pull it off. There are some people headed to Michigan still in that same boat. I look at Jimmy Johnson, uh, Woody, and I, and I know, again, this is something you and I have talked about a lot. The, the uh, groundswell? I'm trying to find the right word that, uh, of support that I think we all have for Jimmy. Yeah. Whether he wins a championship or not this year, you know what? I don't know that I even care. But I do care that he goes back to victory lane. Michigan has been a, a good track, not a great track for him, but it's been a good track. Maybe a track that he can finally break through and notch that win. Uh, and like you said, there's a number of other drivers. I look at Team Penske to be good when we get to Michigan. Uh, can anybody else with Stuart Haas Racing be good other than Kevin Harvick? I'm not sure. Eric Almirola has been having a pretty strong season, kind of quietly under the radar. He just keeps piling up the top tens and top fives. Maybe, do you agree, Woody, maybe the best season for a driver yet to score a win? I mean, maybe, yeah. They're fast. Yeah. Um, they just haven't put it together. How about Kyle Busch? They've been fast, haven't put it together yet. And there's a There's a lot of other ones. Yeah, and I think that's likely to be a situation where they uh, suddenly catch fire and he storms down the stretch and, you know, is is the old Kyle again. But he has even mentioned 
that the lack of practice he feels, and you wouldn't think this of a two-time champion with as much experience as he has, has hindered that team because he said they feel like they were able to dial in their car using practice on any particular weekend, and now that's been taken away from them. And that leads me to my next point. Of all these things that we've seen that have been experimental that may or may not have been tried this quickly or even at all, midweek races, uh, the choose cone at the all-star race, uh, the, the numbers, the no practice, the no qualifying. What of those things do you think might stick going forward when we're not forced to do them? I think we may see the choose cone come into play. Uh, the one thing that I want to see come into play, Woody, is I would like to see us invert and invert more. Uh, we don't have to just run a double header, in my opinion, to invert. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been inverting the top 15. I wouldn't mind taking it to 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a thought. I certainly would like to see it continue. If you run and win this weekend, we, we don't race again until the following weekend at a different track. You know what? Invert them. Invert mm-hmm. the top 15. Invert mm-hmm. the top 20. I like it. Um, I did like the way the cars looked. I did like the way I did too. I, I tried to muster up some outrage about it, but I just couldn't find it. I mean, everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of people were up in arms about it, traditionalists, and, and I get it, but man, I thought it looked kind of cool. I, I think I needed to see it on the track. Yeah. I did like what we have, I, you know, old time guy with, uh, you know, all the tradition, like you just said, I didn't want to see them move the numbers on the cup cars. They did. They moved them back. They put the sponsor down the side. When I got there, started looking at the cars. I'm like, you know what? That looks good. And I'll tell you one other thing. If we can do a better job of promoting our partners, our sponsors, and that means they want to be in the sport more, then we need to do it. And certainly, you know, I'm thinking of uh, what was it? First credit union down the side. Was it, it was the first credit union for Chase Elliott, the green and white car. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you can see it. Mm-hmm. They want to be seen. You know, they're paying a lot of money to be a part of that organization or any sponsor with any organization. And if that is a way that we can bring them more to the forefront so that they can get a better return on investment and stay in the sport, then we need to do it. And here's another point, too. And you, you have a better bird's eye view of this than, than I do. When, when you're in the stands or even up as high as, as you and Alex are, on a race day, you're seeing the number more, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, from the roof than the side of the car anyway, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you've, you've worked enough turns and people will say, how do you recognize the cars when they're working down the back straightaway? The old days, Woody, we knew if we saw a black and silver car that might have a number three, we knew who it was. Mm-hmm. If we saw a black and gold and red Ford working down the back straightaway, we knew it was probably the Haviland Ford Mustang. We knew the Tide car. We knew all of these cars without ever seeing a number. But as the partnerships change, we, we saw it uh, in the doubleheader with the uh, truck series. Um, and I forget now who it was. But when we, in, when we talked to them on the grid for the pre-race, they said, you know, same truck. I think it might have been Grand Enfinger. Same truck, brand new partnership. Uh, sponsor on the side of that truck. Okay, well, it went from a yellow and black truck (laughs) to a green and silver truck. Uh, The guys in the turns are thinking, okay, who's this green and silver truck coming at me? Because I don't recognize this from the day before. Oh, wait, it's the 98. It's Grant. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot different today. What do you, you know that? Cause you, yeah. you spent enough time up there in the turns like I have trying to figure out exactly who's driving what vehicle. Yeah. And when the, the paint schemes change so often anyway, now it's, it's tough to get a handle on it immediately. And especially when it changes from one day to the next yeah. and you're still at the same track. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit further beyond Michigan. One of the things that in the drivers I've interviewed over the past, you know, week or 10 days or so, the one thing that keeps coming up is that Daytona road course event. Mm-hmm. We lost Watkins Glen because of the, uh, the continuing pandemic. So they added another road course and it's Daytona. And we've seen stuff there before uh, with, the Rolex 24 that we've both worked and and enjoyed but none of these guys well I won't say none very few of these guys have had any laps on the Daytona road course I mean you mentioned Jimmy Johnson earlier he just ran the Rolex and a lot of a handful of guys have done it but it's a whole different animal in these stock cars I was trying to figure out how many drivers actually have experience at that level Kyle Busch we know has been in a Rolex car sports car Jimmy Johnson Ryan Newman and then that's about it. I'm thinking this, let's go all the way back to the truck series first before we elevate our way up. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some drivers making their, uh, if not their debut in the truck series, certainly a second or third start. I'm going to drop one name on you, Carson Hosevar. He has made only truck series starts at Eldora on the dirt. His debut in a truck <laughs> on asphalt is going yeah. to be on a road course. I'm not sure he's ever been yeah. on a road course. Here you, you know, go. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Here, here are the keys. Yeah. And, Bring uh, it back um, in one piece. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And then, you, and then you look at a guy like a Chase Briscoe or a uh, Austin Sindrick as we move up to the Xfinity Series. They're chomping at the bit. They're thinking, Both of those guys ran sports cars, uh, you know, not the, the top class, but in the, the, the Continental Tire class. Uh, the last few years, so they got plenty of laps at this track. They're ready. Are they not, Woody? They're mm-hmm. just going, you know what? No practice, no qualifying. Ah. Everybody that I'm racing <laughs> against has never even been on this mm-hmm. track before. Let's go. Drop the green. Then we get up to the Cup Series. Uh, I can't wait, Woody. I really can't wait because what I envision is the winner for all three series will be a driver that has not gone off course and wrecked their equipment. Sounds easy, right? Mm -hmm. But when they come charging down the front straightaway, we know what race car drivers are like. I've got an opportunity to pass three trucks or three cars under braking. I'm going to do it right now, you know, in the wheel hop, and then all (laughs) of a sudden they're off the racetrack. Yep. Yeah, I was talking with, uh, back to the truck series, Matt Crafton recently, and he said the first time he got on the simulator to do it, and here's a guy who's a multi-time champion, tons of laps and experience, but never at the Daytona road course. He said first time in the simulator, he went right by turn one. He said, oh, there it went. He didn't, he didn't have the right mark to where to turn. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. That one was uh, circled. I miss Michael Printup and his team up there at Watkins Glen and the, and the New York fans and the people that, that come together for that event. I hate that we're not going to be there. If we can't be there to go down and do it in Daytona on that road course, which I've been waiting for for a number of years, it's like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do it without practice. I can't wait. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. If nothing else, it's going to be exciting. 
It sure will. Let's finish up back with Michigan. You mentioned Brad Keselowski and Eric Jones, a couple of the guys who are Michigan natives and would love a win. Brad Keselowski, I don't know if you could say needs a win, but he might be in that next tier of guys who can challenge, I guess for lack of a better phrase, the big two in the cup side. Who are some of the other guys you expect to be there at the end? Not necessarily the final four, but maybe in that final eight group. Well, I think we have to, you know, I think we have to look at the three manufacturers and, and, I think until you can beat the best, Harvick and uh, Denny Hamlin, you're you're not part of that big two, and nobody's been able to do it on a consistent basis, Woody. So you got to put Harvick and Hamlin as the top two going in. Then I think we do look at the two team Penske, uh, the three team Penske Fords. Blaney's been very good, like El- Eric Almirola, right? Yeah, really, really good. Unable to close. Blaney, Logano, Keselowski, they're going to be a factor on the Chevy side. I like Chase Elliott. I like Bowman. I like Byron. I like Jimmy. When Mm -hmm. are they going to do something consistently that will allow us to put them in the same conversation as Harvick and Hamlin? They haven't done it yet. Um, I really think Kurt Busch could be a factor. Then when you look at the the Toyotas, you've you've got Hamlin. We'll set him aside. What in the world's going on with Kyle Busch? You touched on it. Is he ready to have a breakout race? I'm not ready to give it to him yet just because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Jones has typically not been very good at Michigan. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's always the guy that you can look at from, from that camp as well that we, you know, haven't talked Truex. a whole lot about. But Martin Truex Jr., yeah. they've been good, but not like the dominant years we've come to expect from them recently. Don't you think, Woody, that – you could highlight, let's take the pandemic out of the equation. Has this not been a year of inconsistency? Yeah. I mean, even when you look at Hamlin, it is win or finish outside of the 25, or outside of the top 25. Harvick has been probably the best of everybody so far. Yeah. When you get past those, it is a driver like an Eric Almirola. It's like this. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely the most inconsistent season I have seen when you look at all the drivers as a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's something to keep an eye on. Whoever can kind of put together that that hot stretch at the right time might be the guy who winds up holding the big trophy uh, at the end. Well, Jeff, uh, we look forward to it. Doubleheader at Michigan uh, for the Cup guys after we've already seen it at Pocono. It's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate your time and uh, take a couple extra Cokes up there because you're going to need them. <laughs> I'm going to, Woody. It's always good to uh, visit with you. I look forward to doing it again. And I can't wait to get to Michigan. There you go. Jeff Striegel, one of the co-anchors for the Motor Racing Network, along with Alex Hayden. He will be on duty almost full-time at Michigan coming up. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Thanks for joining us on this week's edition of MRN Crew Call. I'm Woody Kane. That's all the time we've got for this particular program, but make sure you're back with us next week. And don't forget, during the races, play along with us at MRN Radio on Twitter, also on 
Instagram. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We want to see what you see while you're checking out the race. Are you grilling out? Are you in your man cave? Are you hanging out with the family? Show us. Use that hashtag NASCAR tailgate and play along with us. We'll have all kinds of things going on down the stretch run here that you'll want to be involved in for participating in that program. We'll see you right back here next week for MRN Crew Call. MRN Crew Call was brought to you by Hercules Tires.